You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey everybody, welcome to Comics with My Kids, the official podcast for the comicscornerbox.blogspot.com where you can get reviews of comics for the whole family. I'm your host, Matt D. And with me today is... Logan D. Today's episode, we're reviewing The Adventures of King Arthur by Usborne Graphic Legends, written by Russell Punter. The art was by Andre Darold. <gasps> Let's go ahead and dive into the King Arthur story, because not only are we going to talk about this King Arthur book, but we're also going to talk about another series of King Arthur uh, stories that we've been, we've, been, uh, we've been watching, The Adventures of Merlin, on Netflix from 2006 up to 2012. Uh, why don't you tell me what you remember the most about this particular book, The Adventures of King Arthur? I remember that he battles a character named Mordred who lies and tries to take the throne. Okay. And at one point, he falls in love with this one girl named Guinevere, and he has this one Lancelot who's also in love with her. And she's in love with both of them. Oh my goodness, that sounds like some serious trouble developing with a love triangle. Yes, and then um, Lancelot and Guinevere were caught when they were loving each other by by um mordred guinevere was gonna get burned and but then lancelot saved her and they ran away to the to their castle that they built king arthur fought them and arthur f battled lancelot yes because he wanted to get guinevere back oh okay. so he went off to go travel to um lancelot's palace now that you kind of like remember some of the things about the book why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about um the opening of the book like what's the first page there don't we have like a really cool map or something i've always liked books that have maps in them because you had mentioned lancelot's castle and uh i believe that map shows us where exactly that is at all right so according to the map logan where is lancelot's castle it's in france so lancelot is not British? He's in. He's French. Yes. Wow, I did not know that. What other cool things do we know about this map? We know that we got uh, we got Somerset, we've got Camelot, we got. It shows um, where Merlin's final resting place is, and it says that because in one part of the book, Merlin's powers get blinded by love, and that so because he, he fell in love with someone, and so they learned all his magic and trapped him, and then he had to walk down this and. The staircase of an invisible well, so he died. Oh man! So, who did who did uh, Merlin fall in love with? Mer uh, I forgot her name. Her name is Nimue, and it, we'll we'll mention a little bit about Nimue later when we talk about uh, the adventures of Merlin. All right, Logan. So we now establish that this whole story is taking place in Somerset and Cornwall and France and the south portion Europe. of England. Well, yeah, France is in Europe. England's in Europe. The whole thing takes Britain's place in over... Europe. Yes. The whole thing's in Europe. Yes. That would just be the easier way of saying it. Well, because we're talking about specific areas in the, the story. The part of Europe. How about it's that? That better? Fine. Okay, great. When the book opens up, we talk about the beginning of the story. And the beginning of our story takes place in England. And we're, we're seeing... Who exactly? I believe it was Merlin? Yes, Merlin. Okay, tell me a little bit about what's Merlin doing? Where is he going? 
What's going on? He's Brings up one speed. more lie. And so Merlin was going to Camelot to warn Uther that he's going to be attacked and died, and his foes died. Died. How about killed? Killed. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. That's better. And his foes will fight over the throne, and um, Ar the baby Arthur would be too weak to fight, so he took the baby. Okay, and where did he take baby Arthur? He took baby Arthur to this um, man in a village. Okay, well, isn't this man somebody important? Isn't he also a knight? Because isn't, isn't his name like Sir Kay or something like that? or Hector. Sir Hector, yes. So Sir Hector raises um, baby Arthur as his own son. What nickname did, did, uh, did Arthur have growing up? Uh, he was called Arthur. I thought he had a nickname named Wart. Don't remember that. Arthur's now a teenager. We flash forward to what's going on with um, the knight Sir Ector and his other son. I believe it was Kay. Yes, Kay. Um, so what? What was so important that was happening when when Arthur was a teenager? A anvil fell out of nowhere with a sword in it, and on the anvil it said, "Only the king of Britain can pull out this stone." Pull the sword out of the stone. And so everyone, all the knights tried, but no one could pull it. So they were having, how did, how did they determine which knight would pull the sword out of the stone? Weren't they doing something? They all tried to pull it. Yeah, I know, but they were, they were taking turns and they, they had to do something in order to earn the, the, the chance to pull the sword out of the stone. Yeah, but if you remember the story, they were having a grand tournament on New Year's Day. And whoever would win the tournament would get the opportunity to try to pull the sword out of the stone. See the words? Yes, now I see them. You can't just go by just the pictures, buddy. Even though, speaking I of... it. Speaking of the pictures, though, buddy, what do you think about this artwork? What, how, how, what, do you, what do you think of the line work and the way the colors are? Is there anything unique about it? Almost all of them have beards. Well, not the, not the characters themselves. I'm, I'm talking about the general artwork. We're, we're looking on a, a particular page where they talk about the Grand Tournament. You can see Kay is holding, uh, holding the sword... A sword. A sword, which we'll get to that sword here in a minute. Um, but you notice how the background, how there's a lot of detail in it, but then the, the panels above it, there's not a whole lot of detail. They like they show the, the different knights trying to pull the sword out of the stone. And the reason they do that is because they want you to focus on the stone and not the background. Right. So it's kind of a shorthand to, to convey the story without having to spend a whole lot of time on detail and stuff. So that's what I'm talking about. What do you think of the detail? What do you think of the, the way that the art is drawn? I mean, does it, does it kind of like stand out to you? Does it, does it tell, tell the story easier? Do you like the way it's drawn? That's, that's what I want to know from you. That's what I want you to kind of talk a little bit about. I like that they make, that um, the artist made faces expressions for it. Oh, good, good. Yeah, so they're very expressive faces then? Yes. Okay. What about the color? Is it very vibrant? Does it seem like that it could be brighter? It's too dark? It could be darker? What do you, what do you think of the, the actual color of it all? I like the color. A lot of them are wearing gold, and gold's a cool color. Can I, give me a little more than just, I like it. Anything? No. Okay. Let's cut back into the story here. So they're at the tournament. Um, What's Kay going forgets on? his sword. Oh, Kay forgets his sword. Okay, so then what happens when Kay, after Kay forgets his sword? 
Arthur says he'll run back and get it for his brother. So he went to the inn and he saw that the place was locked. So he went to the... And then he saw the sword and the stone, so he just walked over to it and just pulled it out. And I'll just... No one will notice if I borrow it. Then he just pulled it right out. And when he brought it to his brother, his brother realized it wasn't his sword because because it was different looking by the end. Mm -hmm. So then what happened? I mean... Kay, Kay realized it and he said, where did you get that? And then Arthur said, from the churchyard. It was stuck in a... Then someone interrupted... It's the sword, the sword from the stones. And then what happens? Everyone gathers around him, and one guy thinks he's lying. So Arthur proves it to them by, um, Arthur put the sword back in the stone, and Arthur tr and Kay tried to pull it out, but it won't. When when it budged, then Arthur just walked out and pulled it out. Cool. So now he becomes king. Yes, he's now king of all Britain. Awesome. So then, after... If that happened in real life, no one would believe it. <laughs> we really don't want to go too in-depth in the story, because we want other people to read this book. So, Logan, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about uh, what your favorite part in the book was, or the, your favorite chapter of the book. I like the part um, in the book where the one chair lights on fire. Chair? What chair? On the Knights of the Round Table. Oh, well, what's it? Doesn't that chair signify something? Your yes. Are... Do you remember, or are you trying to find it? I remember it. There it is. And it just lights well, on fire with words. And what does the word say? It says, A knight is destined for greatness, so I'll come to this chair. And I say, The seed is truly enchanted. Then a new knight comes, and his name is Gahanda. Galahad. Galahad. And then another thing of fire comes that says, This is the seat of Sir Gahanland, the world's best Galahad. Knight. Galahad, the world's best knight. Who is your favorite who is your favorite character in this book? Who did you like the most? Don't have a favorite character. You don't have a favorite character. Well I tell you what, you know who my favorite character in the book is? And it's it's always been my favorite character in all of the Arthurian legend, is Merlin. You know, not only is he a a, a wizard but he's also a wise man, and he's, he's always doing things that helps the benefit of Camelot. For the good of Camelot. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of this particular story of King Arthur? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Is there something that you think could be a little bit, should have been a little bit different? I like it. Okay, what do you like most about, the, about it? I don't really know. <laughs> okay. Well, is there any part of the comic that you didn't like? Um... There's two parts I didn't like. When Arthur died and... Well, when Merlin died and when Morgana lied. She said her heart was free from evil and she was supposed to go heal him. But then they found... But then, Sir Benavir... Benavir found Arthur's, um, gravestone. And so... And so he's sad by it because he was supposed to... To get healed, and that makes me kind of sad. Yeah. And it says, and on the stone it says, "Here lies the once and future king." All right. So the way they tell the story, buddy, and it says with, it's waiting to live once more, though. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, there's um, there's a a prophecy you could say that when England needs um, King Arthur once again, 
he will arise from the dead or arise from um, Avalon and take up his throne again to help usher in a new uh, a new Albion. Is there like a book where that happens? No, no. Um, well, maybe. There's a book called Camelot 3000, and that talks about Arthur coming back from his hibernation in Avalon to take up the sword and help... Uh, help defend the world against uh, aliens that are attacking. Sounds in, cool. In the year 3000. That's not even a year. So, in the future it is. Hence, it's a story set in the future. It is a science fiction fantasy story. Fair point. All right. What would you do if actually in the year 3000, King Arthur was still alive and he I'd, came back to life? I'd find that pretty amazing because then I'd be like, well, I was born in 1978 and here it is 3000. I've lived that long. I'd be rather <laughs> amazed. All right, buddy. I don't so, think I was born in 2011. I don't even know if I'll make it that far. <laughs> so I'm saying we probably will see it from heaven. One last thing I noticed about the book, buddy, and it's just kind of like my little pet peeve thing is the dialogue balloons. Duh. What the dialogue balloons? You know, when someone speaks, they have the balloons that shows the, all oh, the words and everything right. that you read. What did you think of the of the 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 text print inside those dialogue balloons, or the the way they were shown or it drawn? Like they were typed. Well, yeah, they always look like. That. For me, looking at those dialogue balloons, it made it feel very, um, I don't, I don't want to say cheap or cheap in the, the story, but it just it didn't seem like it fit well with how they were trying to tell the story and show the art, and it didn't seem to mesh well, because I mean, the, the font was so, so much smaller, and the dialogue balloons were so large, there's a lot of white space, and I don't think they utilized the font as well in the, in the book, and that's the only, that's the only thing that I... I I find negative about the story or about the book itself. The story itself, I think, is great. I love the King Arthur story. I thought this was a great interpretation of it. Yeah, we didn't delve too much into the synopsis of the story because we want other people to read it, but it's definitely a, a, a really fun King Arthur story to get somebody hooked into the King Arthur legend. It was funny. What's that? In the world, word balloons, it has like a bold word and then some like non-bold words and another bold word. Why yeah. do they do that? That's shouting or, or really... Pushing the, the, the announcement of that so word. He shouts K, so it's that, and then it says the tournament is about to, and then begin is bold. Why is that? Because they really want to emphasize that it's about to begin. They put a lot of emphasis on that word. Well, why don't they use it in the whole sentence? Because in the whole sentence would be bold, and they just want that one word to kind of stand out, to realize that, hey, this is about to begin. You know, say it with enthusiasm. So now, after you read this book, kind of introduced you into the King Arthur story, and now... We're starting to watch, or we're watching, we're deep in the Adventures of Merlin on Netflix. We're about to watch a two-parter called Sword in the Stone. Right. After reading this book, buddy, and now watching the TV series, what's the differences? What do you like about one versus the other? I kind of like that in King Arthur, or in Merlin, that they just, like, are younger. I like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. The one thing I don't like about Merlin, though, is magic is banned. That's why I like this book a little better, because magic isn't banded. Right. Banded? What? <laughs> Banned. Not permitted? Yeah, thank you. Banded. So, we learn a lot more about Uther in the first, in, in, in the Merlin TV show. Uther. We really don't get a whole lot of Uther in, in this book, do we? Nope, it's only at the beginning. Oh, hey, you're about to get a son. Yay! Although you're about to die. Boo. <laughs> yeah. We also learn a little more about uh, the relationship between Merlin and Morgana in the uh, TV series. 
as opposed to the book. This book, you know, Merlin's obviously much older in, in the original story that you've read versus... And, and in um, this book, uh, Morgana's really pale. Yeah. It's weird. Well, she's kind of pale on the TV show. Not as pale as this. She's like bleached. Ah. It's like someone threw a can of bleach at her. Gotcha. Between this story and the TV show, which one do you prefer? Um, I prefer the TV show. Yeah? Okay. Well, I think that's about it we have for this. Um, we're going to continue with some other King Arthur stuff, because I have a couple, a couple other things that I'd like you to read, and we'll, we'll probably try addressing it on another, a future podcast. For now, I think that pretty much wraps up what we're going to talk about for the, the graphic novel from Usborn, The Adventures of King Arthur. Is there any other th- anything else you want to talk about in regards to that particular book, Logan? Nope. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this review of The Adventures of King Arthur by Russell Punter. Punter and Art Andrei- by Andrea Da Roller. Uh, Andrea da, da Roll. And if we butchered that name, I apologize. Catch more of our shows on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify. Ditcher. And our website. Comicscornerbox.blogspot.com This show is part of the Electronic Media Collective Network and recorded at Downs Studio. Is that which, even a thing? Yes, it is. It's this little corner right here. I call it Downs Studio. What? Yep. Wait, your work desk is Downs Studio? Yep. If you like this show, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps promote the show, helps get us out there. If you have an idea for a story that you want to share with us, some type of family uh, comic book. And make sure or, it's kid-friendly. Yes, kid-friendly uh, comic book. Email us at comicswithmykidspodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. And we have a Facebook page called the Comics With My Kids Podcast slash Comic Corner Box. Slash. Yes, the slash is because it's the comic corner box. All right. Well, I'm Matt D. And I'm Logan D. And thank you all for listening. Bye.